you know, people always say being the bigger person when dealing with conflicts, but sometimes it's just not the best idea. Sometimes it's not the best idea to be the bigger person. Remember, we have the power of teaching people how to treat us. To passively endure bullying, degradation, or abuse. That doesn't make us bigger. Welcome to the Really Personal Podcast, where there's no room for sugarcoating and beating around the bush. I'm your host, Marianne Addis. Things are about to get real, y'all. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the really personal podcast on this Marianne's Mindset episode. Today, we're going to talk about a common misconception that many of us have heard growing up. Being the bigger person means putting up with disrespect. This idea is often perpetuated in our society where we are taught to turn the other cheek and not make a fuss, even when we are being mistreated. But in reality, being the bigger person means something entirely different. It means standing up for ourselves and others while still maintaining our dignity and respect. In this episode, we'll explore what it means to be the bigger person, why it's important to stand up for ourselves, and how we can do so while still showing kindness and compassion towards others. So let's dive in. Being the bigger person is often viewed as the mature and graceful way to handle a situation, especially when others are not doing the same. However, it's crucial to understand that being the bigger person doesn't mean tolerating disrespect. Accepting disrespect can have serious consequences on our self-esteem and can lead others to continue treating us poorly. We have this power of teaching others how to treat us. It's important to set boundaries and assertively communicate when someone is being disrespectful towards us. While it's advisable to remain calm and respectful, it's equally important to make it clear that disrespect is completely unacceptable. Being the bigger person also entails taking responsibility for our actions and reactions and not allowing someone else's disrespect control our emotions and behavior. Ultimately, being a bigger person involves standing up for ourselves and treating others with kindness and respect without compromising our self-worth and dignity. I truly believe that by establishing boundaries and communicating assertively, we can maintain healthy relationships with others while also upholding our personal boundaries and self-respect. In challenging situations where someone is being rude, disrespectful, or uncalled for, we are often taught to take the high road and be the bigger person. This entails setting aside anger and pride and forgiving those who have wronged us, in line with the golden rule, do unto others as you would have done to you. Choosing to be the bigger person can help us transcend difficult circumstances, but it can also feel like letting the other person off the hook without any consequences for their actions. It is so frustrating. It takes a great deal of grace to remain kind in the face of cruelty, but it may be worth it in the end. Growing up and being accountable is no easy feat, and not everyone hits the mark. Here are some examples of behaviors that miss the adulting stamps. And as a teacher, I see this often among my students. Unfortunately, We are still grasping adulting in our adulthood 
as we deal with adult relationships. Some examples are dodging responsibility and avoiding apologies, clutching onto grudges and seeking revenge, giving the silent treatment or being passive aggressive, insulting or putting others down, dismissing other people's opinions, thoughts, and feelings, refusing to find common ground or compromise, using force or sass to solve problems, spreading rumors and gossiping, ignoring the needs and feelings of others, and refusing to communicate or work towards a solution. Let's be real, nobody's perfect. Being the bigger person is all about trying your best as you act mature and kind, even when life throws lemons at you. When I was young, in grade school, I was picked on quite a bit. And my response to these bullying actions or offenses was by lashing out verbally and physically. After a trip to the principal office, when I arrived home, my parents sat me down and the conversation went more or less like this. Be the bigger person. You know who you are. You know how good you are. These people are jealous of you. Don't give them the satisfaction by responding. Ignore them, but don't just ignore them. Let them witness you not care about what they say. Repel their actions like it ricochets off. Don't let it influence you or affect you. That was what they flooded my mind with. I mean, great job, parents, with those affirmations. And it was so needed. And I remember the one time, (laughs) and I say one time, I try to pose myself when a kid or two are making fun of me. I turned to them and I remember this and I was so, it's like one of my proudest moments. And I said, you know that you're focusing more on me instead of getting an A and walked away. It was very sassy. But after that, they kind of like stopped making fun of me because they realized that making fun of me wasn't really affecting me. And I felt so powerful. I remember running home going, I did it. I did it. They're not making fun of me anymore. I show them who's who. And I did that in a very calm, loving way. But I didn't do that on my own. My parents instilled that motivation in me. And I I can't tell you that I have done this perfectly throughout my whole life. There have been many challenging times in the midst of it when I felt such disrespect. It hits differently than when children are doing it with you. When adults or someone you especially love and care for is being disrespectful towards you, it is incredibly hard to be the bigger person. It is incredibly hard to forgive and to let go. It is incredibly hard to just walk away and turn the other cheek. Being the bigger person as a child is entirely different than being a bigger person as an adult. You know, people always say being the bigger person when dealing with conflicts, but sometimes it's just not the best idea. Sometimes it's not the best idea to be the bigger person. And here are some situations when it's better to just not be the bigger person, shake things up. When your safety is on the line, if someone is threatening or attacking you, forget about being noble and prioritize your safety. Call the police or get the hell out of there. When it's an abusive relationship, if someone is regularly putting you down or hurting you, don't just suck it up and be the bigger person, the noble person. Stand up for yourself and end the cycle of abuse. 
when it enables bad behavior, remember, we have the power of teaching people how to treat us. So if someone is being a jerk and you just let it slide to be the bigger person, you're not helping. You're not teaching them. You're actually enabling their bad behavior and making the situation far worse. When it goes against your beliefs, if being the bigger person means you have to go against your values, it is time to speak up. It is not worth it. Stand up for what you believe in and don't let anyone push you around. So while it's normally cool to be the bigger person, there are times when you've got to mix it up a little to stay true to yourself, protect yourself, and keep things from getting worse. The notion of being the bigger person requires a fresh perspective. It's not about our ability to passively endure bullying, degradation, or abuse. That doesn't make us bigger. In today's world, it's becoming increasingly challenging to maintain our inner peace due to a multitude of distractions and disturbances around us. But it's so essential to prioritize our inner peace. We cannot discuss being the bigger person if we do not transition into inner peace. Because being the bigger person, a consequence of that is the disturbance of our inner peace. By upholding inner peace, it really leads us to a more healthier life, more healthier relationships. So here are some ways to preserve your inner peace. Embrace mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is a practice that helps you focus your attention on the present moment. By being mindful, you can train your mind to be more aware of your thoughts and feelings, enabling you to remain calm and centered even in stressful situations. Set boundaries. It's crucial to establish boundaries with others to protect your inner peace. Learn to say no to things that don't align with your values or priorities. Communicate your boundaries respectfully and clearly and assertively to others to ensure that they respect your needs. This is difficult, but don't take things personally. It's easy to get caught up in other people's drama and take things personally. However, it's essential to remember that other people's actions and behaviors are not a reflection of you. Try to detach yourself from negative situations and focus on your own feelings and needs. Practice self-care. Self-care is so vital for maintaining inner peace. Carve out time for activities that bring you joy and relaxation, such as meditation, exercise, or spending time in nature. Lastly, surround yourself with positive people. The people we surround ourselves with can have a significant impact on our inner peace. So surround yourself or continue to surround yourself with people who uplift you, support you, and make you feel good about yourself. By practicing these habits, you can create a peaceful environment for yourself and protect your inner peace. Remember, inner peace is an ongoing journey. It's not do these five things and boom, you have inner peace. And it's not a one size fit all. It's essential to prioritize it in your life. It can be tough to remain positive and to take care of yourself when others mistreat you. It's also important to remember that you are valuable and deserving of respect. And by remembering your values, you're able to say no 
when someone crosses your boundaries. You can communicate your boundaries. You can practice self-care by walking away if you need to or going for a nice walk, a bubble bath, doing something to kind of like subside, not suppress, but subside your emotions and feelings. Surround yourself with positive people, people that you trust that will make good and helpful tips or advice. And to remind yourself that you always have the right to say no to anything or to anyone. Finally, it is so important to remember this notion. And this took me a long time to come to this conclusion. Remember that you cannot control the actions of others. All you can do is control your own reactions. That is so powerful. I had always lived by the influence of other people. If a good friend, a loved one, or someone that I respected mistreated me or did something hurtful to me, I would take on that pain. I would try to think of what ways I can do to heal this. What can I do differently? Why did I do this or that? I'm a horrible person. I would go into this abyss of shame, regret, and immense sadness while maintaining a focus on them. And I had to learn the hard way that I cannot control them. I cannot control their feelings. I cannot control how they react to things. I cannot control the way they process things. I cannot control how they treat others, especially me. All I can simply do is control me or control the decisions that I'm going to make, control how I'm going to think about something or objectively think about the situation. That is all I can do. I cannot control someone else. And once I've learned that, it has made a huge difference in my life, in my relationships with other people, that when a friend has distanced themselves from me and I start to feel that shame, frustration, sadness, I have to remind myself, I cannot control this other person's behavior. All I can do is focus on myself, focus on my inner peace, focus on mindfulness, focus on growing and being open. That is all I can do. That to me is the adult narrative of being a bigger person, is to put yourself first. I think if we do not take care of ourselves first, set boundaries, then we cannot learn to navigate through difficult situations with grace and resilience. It can be challenging to manage our feelings when others mistreat or show disrespect towards us, but there are ways to handle these situations to avoid escalation or to avoid potential harm towards yourself. First, it's important to acknowledge your feelings and allow yourself to experience them It's okay to feel hurt, angry, or frustrated when someone treats you poorly. Take some time to process these emotions and understand, why are you feeling this way? Next, try to take a step back and assess the situation objectively. Consider the other person's perspective and try to understand why they may be behaving this way. They may be going through a difficult time or have a personal struggles that are affecting their behavior. Once you've gained some perspective, you can decide how to respond. It's important to set boundaries and communicate assertively if someone is mistreating you or showing disrespect, but be clear about your expectations and what behavior you will not tolerate. I think the concept of space and time is very 
difficult for us human beings because we want things to be immediately resolved and fixed. Nature obviously teaches us of time and space. We see it in the way animals, human beings, and uh, living things, nature, how it takes time and space for things to grow and develop. The fact that it's taken billions of years for our earth to be where it is right now. In situations that are difficult, where you feel the disrespect, give yourself permission to step away and take the time that you need. Taking some time and space is not going to hurt anyone. It gives you that allowance to be able to be self-reflective and to assess what it is that's going on in this situation and what you can do. Because again, you cannot control what the other person is going through or doing. Taking space and time a way to handle these difficult situations. That is when the doors will open for you to learn in these situations. In addition to taking time and space, it's also just as good to also take that time and space to seek out friends and family or even a professional therapist. They can also provide guidance and help you develop coping strategies to manage your emotions in these challenging situations. Remember that it's okay to prioritize your emotional well-being and remove yourself from toxic situations if necessary. I hope that this episode was very, very helpful. In the show notes, I have the links to the life journals. Those are wonderful ways that I utilize the prompts to help me navigate through my thoughts and feelings, especially when I'm going through a difficult situation, right? We always want to come out of it being the kind, respectful person. But it's important to remember that you don't always have to be the bigger person in a relationship. You don't have to accept insincere apologies, tolerate connections that deplete you or show up for people that aren't willing to reciprocate. It is okay to prioritize your own well-being and let go of what no longer serves you. <laughs>